Oh, I hope everybody's doing well. Just uh, scrolling by to check in on you. On tap today, I want to talk about a book. Not just any book. It's my book, mister. All 37 chapters and 128,000 words. I wrote every damn one of them. It was a disgusting process, and I want to share my journey with you guys. Going from a kid that hated reading and writing from elementary all the way through college to writing this absolute monstrosity. And is this podcast me going to be kissing my own ass a little bit? Sure. Why not? But I'm also hoping that telling and sharing my journey will help give everybody who's stuck in their house some juice to just tackle some goddamn ambition that they have been thinking about for years. Turn this quarantine into an opportunity. So without further ado, allow me to talk about the Neo Boomers. Not a bad intro if I do say so myself. Quite different when you're sober talking. Uh, it's just coffee, baby. Let's go at 2.30 p.m. I'm not taking naps. I'm taking shots of coffee. So where do I begin? Yeah, this book, The Neo Boomers. I originally recorded this podcast and I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And I listened to it a little bit and it's so I say what I want, but none of it's in order. It's all incoherent and shit. So trial and error, trial and error, and I'm re-recording it this time, this time much more sober, 100%. So let's get to it. Uh, reading and writing as a lad. Let's get this out of the way. Accelerated reader. All these books throughout school. Jesus Christ, they were assigned to me, not for me. And I'm a slow-ass reader, and it just takes me a while to comprehend things. Sometimes I'll go five, ten pages and just be daydreaming and not realize what the hell I just read. Gotta go back. Uh, and then there'd be quizzes, accelerated reader. Yep, that's the only reason I got into Harry Potter because those books were like 12, 15 points a pop. Let's go. A series of unfortunate events. Those were, God, terrible books, but they're at least three to five points. Easy pickings. Wow. But there's nothing that inspires less enthusiasm to read and write than having to read these books. I would never, ever read on my own time because I associated it with such squalor and despair this reading and writing in in school just absolutely hated it and the annotated bibliography bibi, bibliographies there's there's the word it just sucked the whole experience sucked and yeah sure some of the books were really cool like animal farm i'll remember those brave new world uh there are some iconic books i'm glad we read but there's just something about them being assigned to me that i just i just didn't drive with there's uh, reading was not something I would want to do in my own time. It was, it was terrible. So got through college uh, with that same mentality, comms major, the easy way out, naturally. Uh, after that, I was a production assistant for a while in Petaluma, and then one thing led to another, and eventually I uh, applied and got into advertising school in San Francisco. That was back in 2016. Still, I thought I was going to be a graphic designer guy. Idiot. It's like I can think in vignettes, I can think vividly and have artistic thoughts that I'd love to express digitally or even drawing. I mean, I have decent skill, but I'm not what one would traditionally call good or compared to the graphic designers and graphic artists that went to ad school. Holy shit, they, these kids are insanely talented. They're from all over the world, Miami ad school, but there's, they're, again, all over. Uh, and it was just cool to just go and be utterly humbled by by their skill going into it 
And so I took the copywriter uh, avenue instead of art and went copy. That's all words and everything. And through there, uh, met Justin Sanders. He's a copywriter for Yelp at the time. And because the assignments were signed for me when the writing was just for sheer creative hoo-ha, go, go home, write, uh, the homework is write 100, 200 uh, taglines for this new shoe or this gum or whatever the product is. It was so much fun. Like re uh, writing was was the shit. It was just fun. like just think of it, create it, make your ads, and that to me unlocked the door of writing being something I can do. I can do for fun. Something I could do for fun and make money at the same time. So I was pretty well hooked. And at the time going to ad school, I was living in Santa Rosa with my girlfriend at the time. And going from Santa Rosa to San Francisco, Jesus Christ, that commute sucked ass. Thanks, 101, for all the, the gray hairs and the, the personal anguish that you sent me through. Much obliged. Uh, started ad school in 2016, and I really started liking writing. Like this, There's something to it here, yeah. Uh, I had some... Golly. Internships that... I would just be able to go, instead of going to a certain part of the city, I could take the ferry, the Larkspur Ferry. Shout out to Larkspur Ferry, f you and those who write it. There's a big difference. I'll get into this on a separate podcast, but Larkspur Ferry people with the sticks up their ass compared to Vallejo Ferry people that are just getting along. They are walking to their cars after work. Nobody's in a hurry. You just get there, be chill. Larkspur people are sprinting out to get to their cars, to get stuck in the Nevada Narrows of 101. Figure it out. Figure it out, North Bay. Scummies. Besides the point, I was able to take the ferry some days and go to internships. And one way my friend Brad describes people that are always on their phone are like they're praying. Everybody's just, yeah, this phone simulation, it's actually a notebook. It's just people looking down praying and I noticed that all these sheep, all these people are just waiting for the ferry heads down, buried in whatever. It's like it, an inconvenience to be surrounded by other sentient beings that may or may not be capable of having a conversation. No, you want to be in your phone. I'm guilty of it. I've been on my phone plenty of times around company and there's just something morbid about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be part of these sheep. I'm different. I'm the middle child. I want people to look over and be like, oh my God, he's different he must be a middle child i'll give him my my attention huzzah so that's why instead of just playing on my phone you know clash of clans for hours on end because the ferry ride's like 45 minutes there 45 back like you know what let's start reading let's read because i want to read and i don't know why i'm whispering but god damn it i started reading and now we're going to go to full volume because it was, God, I realized, yeah, I'm reading slowly, no biggie, but I'm reading it and I'm actually comprehending. I'm retaining information. I'm enjoying the story. Uh, contrary to what happened in high school and elementary school, whatever books I had to read, I was like, yeah, I have to do this. It's not because I want to. This was reading because I want to. Completely different, completely different uh, animal. And it was just to spite, I guess, the people of North Bay, the Larkspur Ferry people. And so that became routine. I'd even start like writing to little writing practices, just do a paragraph, just set an alarm for eight minutes, find a prompt and just write, just go. Let the, your staff, my staff, whatever it is, just go hard, write whatever you goddamn will, please. And it's so much fun. And I tell everybody that I come in contact with, 
yeah, just write a little bit. Everybody can write. And there's a big difference between writing and letting people read what you write. If it's just for you, keep it just for you. Keep a folder or delete whatever you write as soon as you write it. Whatever you got to do. There's no right or wrong way. <laughs> right or wrong way. Just write, damn it. Journal. Journaling helps. Uh, I'm getting off, off course here, but uh, 2016, I recall... Not the specific day, but that's when I got into ad school. I was a couple months into it, probably like through the first quarter. I, I had my feet underneath me, really liking writing and reading, and then uh, just had the biggest uh, epiphany of my life. And I just remember the night. My girlfriend at the time just passed out on the couch. I'm stony baloney watching Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. I recall that I was on the rug with the pillow behind my head, just chilling. It's like, you know, 12, 12 at night. And I'm sitting here watching. I remember these thoughts going through my head. The more these kids learn, the stronger and more powerful they get. And then it was just, just the biggest, uh, like, talk about a light going over your head or getting an idea or just figuring something out, like an aha moment. And it went off for me. I was uh, high and like when I smoke and write, it it just gets rid of any and all inhibition I have about what I'm writing. So in that state, I went and got a notebook, a little over the top notebook because they're that, I, I, I love over the top notebooks. These are side to side, but that's okay. We'll get to these later. But an over the top notebook and I tell you what, I was just going stream of consciousness writing all these ideas that I had, they were just flowing like from whatever in the ether going through my head and my hands just scribbling it down, writing it all. There wasn't a tentative like story that I had in mind, but I had all these ideas. I had so much just, I was just hyperdrive, just hyperactive going about 15 minutes of just scribble, scribble, like page, page, both Either side, I, I'm not sure where that notebook is at the moment, but naughty. God damn it, I was scribbling. I was going hard. And after about 15 minutes, I would stop and just kind of catch my breath and just dwell on it while the movie's still on. And I kind of, I mean, I called those moments braingasms. And have I had a bigger one? I'm not exactly sure. But I had one, wrote, took a little, you know, a little refractory period, went back at it. It was something of a sexual experience with this, this creativity and my mind just everything was in sync and i don't know i don't mean to sound arrogant about it but it was a very profound time in my life just like the the stretch of a couple hours i wrote till like three in the morning just stop okay like a couple minutes and i would just kind of think okay what else could, what else what else? oh my god yes yes this idea let's go and everything it was all okay to write and i reviewed them the next day some ideas oh that's kind of silly whatever but it was because of that moment that 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 surge like it was literally a feeling that like just flowed through my body uh the inspiration to do this and i told myself like i'm writing a book like that it was then that i decided like this is gonna happen it has to happen it must happen and um so i made that decision then and throughout ad school it was tough it was tough to do that like ad school requires a lot of many 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 hours of detail and dedication to your craft and writing a book on the side is time that taken away that you could be putting towards that craft but had to goddamn do it i had to do it it was for me um 
And there'd be days, many a days, I'd say about twice a week, and then sometimes three times a week, I'd go from Santa Rosa, I'd have a night class, Santa Rosa to take 12 on 80, go to Davis, I'd wake up at 4.30, get there, put in eight hours at the landfill, work with them Gertz boys, and then after that, head to San Francisco on 37. I hate 37, but what you're going to do, it beats going over the Bay Bridge. Take 37 for a 7 to 10 night class from, you know, after 10, head back to Santa Rosa, get there around 11, 11.30, whatever. Good God, repeat that for two years. That just disgusting route, but on my mind the entire time was writing this story. And a lot of times at the landfill, I'd be operating the big old dump truck, and while I'm waiting to get loaded up, I wrote down kind of the bones of what I thought the book would be, like some story ideas, um, some little key points, and... That's what I did. I would just write, write, scribble, 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 hear the honk. Okay, dump truck's ready. Go dump it, come back. I filled out two of these. Two of these bad boys full of notes. And one day I said, screw it. I'm just going to get go. I'm, I'm starting. There's all the prep work in the world you can do. And if I may, like, just pause the actual story. When it comes to just doing something, I had no idea how to write a f***ing book. Are you kidding me? That's just some... The little 20s guy, no, has no idea, hated reading and writing, hardly read like some books, not that well read, and I have the audacity, the gall to start writing a book. I had no clue. I could have went to YouTube and watched videos till the cows come home. Okay, now I know how to do it. A lot of times, whatever you're, whatever you're chasing, whatever your ambition, if you don't know how to do it, a lot of times, I guess depending what it is, you learn how to do it just by doing. I learned so much by just going after it and doing it. So much so that I had to abandon the first attempt. And so I'll, that's a tease, let me pick it back up. Uh, I started writing it like I'd wake up at five, make some coffee, get writing by 5.30 early in the morning. And it was just a cool little ritual that I got hooked on. Just waking up, this MacBook Air, I would go and just type, type, type. And when you're kind of early in the morning, groggy, you're just like, whatever, no inhibition. You're just letting your mind uh, warm up and turn up and start to start writing and it, it was super intimidating just writing that first sentence because everything relies on that first sentence it's supposed to uh, encompass the entirety of your book or series of what it's about that first sentence got it out of the way and just just wrote wasn't you know particularly good I went back and read it a few times just like Jesus Christ you're trying so hard guy because I want to be smart, smart, you know, you got to sound smart if you want to be a, an author. Uh, that went on for a while, and the reason I quit uh, the first time was because, A, I had no clue where the story was going to go. I thought I was just going to write off the top of my head, go to ad school, and just keep humming along. And I did that to the point where I just didn't know where the story was going to go. I mean, it was kind of cool. I was just writing like the, the way I describe it I'm I'm trying to write the movie that I'm seeing in my head and so far only one person like Taylor Lim nobody knows who I'm talking about but he does hopefully he watches this uh he's the one that like knew what I was doing uh like other people knew not a lot of people really knew I was writing this but he's been in it since the very beginning holding me accountable uh like writing keeping chapters going and it was uh it was a bummer to quit the first go because Ad school was getting crazy. I had internships. I was driving to the city and taking ferries when I can, getting back home. The relationship was struggling. It was a mess. 
and I just had to put it down because I had no idea where it was going to go. It was no longer pleasurable. It was, it, it's hard to write when you're not in the mood and I can only imagine what other hobbies or other, what other people are trying to do. If you're not in the mood or not in the right mindset, it is extremely difficult. And those are times you gotta, you gotta push through. Like there's gonna be time, if you wanna get better at something, like go for it. Like I genuinely wanted to be a better writer because I knew I was amateur, still am amateur, but I wanted to get better. I wanted to do it for me. And it was, it was tough walking back uh, or stepping back from it. Uh, the ad school work did improve now that I was able to like just focus on that. Uh, graduated and then uh, shortly after that, uh, long-term relationship, went kaput, got my ass dumped, went to Winters to live with mommy and daddy, and talking about not having the right mindset for writing. It, it's I wanted to. I told myself, hey, I'll pick this book back up. I'll restart it or do what I got to do, make my adjustments, um, give it its diligence. But my mind, it was just scrambled. I was an absolute mess. There's nothing that compelled me to want to write. Like I'd wake up at 4:30, try to work out, go to go to Vallejo Ferry, take an hour-long ferry ride to the city, work my ache, hour-long ferry ride back, driving on 80 all the way back to Winters. It was a brutal, and I had I had to put all my juice into commute into somehow working. Uh, shout out to Edelman PR, give me a, give me a shot. It was just tough. I know I'm making excuses, and if you keep making excuses, you get really good at them. And then you actually start to believe in these excuses of why you can't do what you want to do, why you don't, why you can't pursue your ambition, whatever it is. If you tell yourself you can't, oh, I don't have time, uh, I could be doing this, ah, I'm too tired, not enough time in the day. Those are great excuses. And if you live by those, stand by those, you're going to live by those. And if you tell yourself you can't, you absolutely won't. There's no f-ing way. And I, I knew the, the statistics about, you know, I read into the, the whole book writing. If you put it down, the chances are of you picking that back up are slim to nil. But I just, I told myself, I, I, I knew I wanted to write this. It was, it's, it was in my head for over two years at that point, And it was just really difficult that only one other person kind of knew what I was talking about, Taylor Lim. Wow. It's, it was like, this doesn't sound arrogant, an awesome movie or you know, story that's been rattling around my head. And then I can't talk to anybody about it. It's like, I'm not saying it's Star Wars, but say you watch Star Wars, nobody else has ever seen it, and you can't really talk to people about it. They can't relate, and it, it, it was just difficult. I'm like, I, it's time to write it. But to restart the story, I wasn't exactly sure I was going to tackle that, so I wanted to get into, like, just write some short stories, because I've done a few of those. Uh, after the breakup, I wrote some pretty dark shit. Dude, my soul is totally, totally dark, and I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna go to Hot Topic and get some eyeliner and some chains. Naughty. But no, I didn't do that. But some dark writing. I want to post it on. I definitely want to start posting some stuff that I've written on Instagram. Just take little screenshots and just have them slide through. But that's besides the point. Back on point. I wrote this short story that was rattling around my head just to get the flow back and I absolutely fell in love with how it turned out. It was dope and eventually I was like, you know what, why not put this main character, Cam, from this short story, put him in the main story and it just plugged in. So when you when you read the book, the first chapter or chapter zero is the short story that I wrote except there's some minor differences to like plug it into the overall storyline. That was the spark that 
I was like, oh, my nipples are hard again. Let's go. But where I went, <laughs> gosh, I don't know if that makes any sense. I was still working at Edelman at the time, but the juice, like the fire had kind of come back after that short story. And after like the next day, like I uh, did not continue my contract with Edelman. I was a freelancer there. Uh, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. No can do. Like that commute, it was running me ragged. I love the people I worked with. I, I would run through a wall for those people. We got, it made some amazing friends there. Still am friends with them. Need to be, do a better job of keeping in touch, but friends nonetheless. That was a huge moment for me because the next, the very next day, I uh, flew to New Orleans with some uh, some very close friends. Had a great week there, and then I had a little road trip back, and just to recharge the batteries, my emotional batteries, because I knew when I got back, I was gonna go balls to the wall with this fucking book, and I'm gonna get a podcast started too because. And after you get broken up with, or any breakup for that matter, you can just focus on you, like do you. And these were things that I wanted to do. And it, I will say it is very, it was very difficult to see my situation. I'm living at home, single. Uh, <laughs> what am I gonna do for work? I had no job. I mean, luckily, I was working around the house and flipping other houses with my mama for some monetary income. And God, for me, I always look down like, cause I was living out on my own since college. And like, I saw going back home as a major step backwards. It was a somewhere along the line I fucked up, which I did, but it's, it's not that I've come to find it. Like if you take it seriously as a way to, uh, you know, build up some money, work, whatever, do you, it's not a huge failure. It's, it's actually an opportunity. So instead of seeing myself or putting, I put myself in a different mindset of like, okay, I'm not living at home right now. I mean, I, I am, but it's not like the end of the world. Yes, I don't have a nine to five, but instead of being gloom and doom, this is a f***ing opportunity. Kind of like the opportunity we all have now in quarantine. Yeah, work from home and everything, but you have this opportunity. Like I, I did. It's like, you know what? I need to get this done. And when I was job searching and everything, like, yeah, there's there, but there's no, there's no passion for it. There's nothing behind, there's no willpower uh, behind my, my bodily functions to look for a job. I had to get this book done. It'd be, I don't know if it was, excuse me, unhealthy, but I was going fucking berserk on this book. Un moment. So how I prepared this time around, I got this big old cardboard cut out. The original name for it was Hells for Humans. And I put little notes, little sticky pads there. That's what other authors I saw online say, oh, this is my, this is what I do to get ready for a book. And I was like, you know what? I have my way I think I'm gonna do it. And I got a ton of these red folders and in each and every one of them, I kind of thought out what I want the story to be like. So each one is a chapter and each one uh, is, has essentially the bones of what I want to happen in this chapter. And then when I'd go in, I'd just kind of regurgitate everything that's in my head and uh, voila, there's a, uh, there's a chapter for you. That was very tough. There's so many little challenges that come into writing the book and I'll get to that in a moment, but uh, 
God, where did I lead off? Got back from that vacation and just went hard. I have a good mental, like, uh, some fortitude about your situation. It's the quarantine. And see it as the, yeah, see it as an opportunity. I know I'm beating a dead horse. This is a f***ing opportunity. You're at home. Go for it. There's no excuse not to go for what you're doing. And I goddamn went for it. And it was tough as hell seeing friends or other people like, oh, what are you doing these days? I'm like, writing a book. How in the hell am I supposed to take myself seriously? How the hell am I, what, am I going to have other people take me seriously? Oh, Aaron's writing a book these days. He's no job, but hey, he's writing a book. God bless him. That was tough. Like it, There's no bigger adversary than yourself in that regard. And I beat the shit out of myself mentally. I'm just like, there'd be days I'm just like, what, what the hell are you doing? You're writing a book? You don't even have a job. Yeah, you're helping out your mom. You're, you're flipping houses. Cool, dude. You're in your late 20s and you're working with your mom. You're just writing a book, you little dildo, you f***ing dweeb. Every excuse, every just negative thought that I could have possibly had went through my mind. Idiot. And that's, that also takes mental toughness because it's, you're, I think it stems from worrying about being judged, what other people think of you. I mean, I, uh, I'd be lying if I said I don't heed possibly what other people think of me but you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and that i think this podcast has definitely helped me posting these videos and that that's helped me out quite a bit going to ad school helped me be vulnerable be like accept like it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to chase some goddamn ambition to do you to be you to create to let people see what you're making what you're doing because at the end of the day it's all that matters is what you think about it other people might critique they give you constructive criticism and it's up to you to decide what to incorporate into your creation or whatever you're pursuing. And you have to find out what people are just being negative pieces of shit that are too scared to tackle their own ambition and want to bring you down to their level of mediocrity and just being content with not even trying. Because if you don't try, you can't fail. And that's just a tough, it's a tough reality. And I'm not gonna say people were like, oh, Aaron, you shouldn't be doing this, you piece of shit. Uh, there, there was never any of that, no bullying or anything, but it was more of just my own assumptions, my own conclusions. Oh, I've talked to somebody about, oh, I'm writing a book. I'd be a little shy. Oh, what are you doing these days? Talk to my dad's friends or something. Oh, I'm writing a book. And it's just, it was, I don't know why I was so hesitant to tell people I'm writing a book when I should have just been like, I'm writing a motherfucking book. Um, 50,000 words into it. You best believe this is going to be the shit. Why I need to turn Southern to say that, I don't know, but it it was tough. Even telling people I do a podcast, at first that was just super, I don't know, it's, it's just letting people judge you, because they will. And to get over that, I realized how much I hated Justin Bieber, and through meditation and realizing that my hatred does not affect him one iota, that there's always going to be haters out there, there's always going to be people that just want to be contrarian for the sake of being that that you know pain in your ass it doesn't matter there other people's opinions if you let it matter then it matters if you let it infect you if you let it become you their judgments whatever's going on that's what you're going to take home that's what you're going to become the scared little that wants to people please all the time and as a little people pleaser his entire life uh you just just gotta get over it you gotta be comfortable with you know people having their own thoughts and 
You just got to comp compartmentalize and push through. And that, I guess, is a pro tip in trying to achieve your ambition or going for it. It's like people are going to have their opinions. F*** it. Go hard. Go hard in the paint. You get, surround yourself by people that will encourage you. There's so many people that like were in my corner. When I would tell them about writing a book, oh, f sandwich, that's dope. Let's go. And you're, you're going to have people that give you the juice. And just make sure that your own thoughts don't drain you of that. Because if you let them, they will. And a lot of that battle was going through, you know, getting over the breakup and, uh, you know, being very harsh on myself because I want to write the best stuff ever. And, you know, reading back, this is only a first draft, mind you. And looking back at some of it right now, I'm like, holy crap, I'm trying way too hard. I, oh, it's, it's just funny. And writing draft number two right now, I have, I have an idea of what it's like to write a book because I did. It's the first draft. But more, let's see. Yeah. Um, say chronologically. So, you know, I'm writing a book. The challenges of like starting a new chapter, that was actually kind of hard. Um, not having, it's like, is somebody dying? Is somebody eating? Is it a flashback? Uh, it's it's up to you, really. It's got it's got kind of a cool challenge to start a chapter. Like, what's it, is it a new scene? What's gonna happen? Uh, the character buildings, uh, you have to remember what the hell they look like, let me tell you that much, because if you describe them one way, and then a couple chapters later, you describe them with you know blonde hair, coming out their butt cheeks people are gonna be like what's going on you, you don't know you know you got to stay consistent and i think that's why um you got to have beta readers afterwards because for me it's like i was so consumed i was thinking about it all day every day and in my mind the the book was coming out exactly as the way it should have it, it was written just fine but when you're so invested in something and your mind knows what you want you might skip over details or there might be plot holes there might be elements to the story that don't make sense or don't add up because in your head you put it together but for an objective third party reading it they might not quite get what you're talking about so you have to have people that will be completely honest with you if, if your ambition is to write a book have people that will be stone cold honest about what you're what you're giving them and what what they're going to be reading because I know this is riddled with spelling errors, grammar, grammatical errors. Um, I want to know where plot holes are, where story ups are. Like I just want to know everything so I can fix it. And going back now, I have such a better uh, idea of what I want because I wrote it all the way through. I'm like, all right, like this is a pretty good skeleton of it. But now that I I, I know what's going to happen, uh, I can detail what the uh i can put give the characters more depth i should say of like why they're doing because i wrote the first draft it's like they're just doing things but it's like why and now since i know these characters a lot more it's it's weird i feel like i i kind of know them like i've created them they're in my head and i'm like okay this is exactly why cam is doing this or this person's a drug addict or why this person acts this way it's like writing it all out first it's like all right i get it and honestly i could put about 30 of these bad boys and as I got into the later chapters I had to switch some shit up because sometimes you just write and you're not exactly sure what a character is going to say or like it's, it's actually kind of cool when this happens you're not exactly sure yeah what a character is going to say or what's going to happen and then it just kind of spills out and you're like wow does that work necessarily sometimes it does and that's awesome sometimes you just got to delete it and you know, I've spent 
like three hours on like writing this one paragraph because I'm just so stuck on it. I want it to sound good or finish like a page and then I'm like, oh no, I gotta go back and edit that. Like sometimes you just gotta write whatever. If you don't, if it's not perfect, just write it and move on and write it perfectly later. That was very challenging. The my, <laughs> when I said I went ham on this on this book, my routine was, you know, without a job, wake up at like five, get my coffee, scarf some breakfast, get into the lunchbox around 5.45, meditate for like 10 minutes, just clear the mind, flip on my neon light, and write for like two, three hours. And oh my God, it was, it was good. Like sometimes you don't just get writing. You just don't start like, all right, let's go. Creative mode. Woo. No, uh, you have to kind of get in the zone and I'd, sometimes I'd sit there drinking coffee and at about 10 15 minutes would roll by I haven't written a single word and there'd be days where in the morning I write maybe a paragraph and I'm just bummed out I'm like all right gotta get back in get back out in the afternoon so I'd write for a couple hours and then go help uh mother dearest flip some houses and then I'd go to the gym come back get lunch and then I'd come back to the lunchbox for another two three hours maybe a little ah a little uh, creative influence there uh, and just keep going. And I finished every day having written about five to six hours, something. I, I don't know if you'd be able to do that with a regular nine to five or what have you, but it was something I would, I could do all day, every day. I love that routine. Just grinding. Fuck no job. Fuck it. I'm going to write. I'm going to take this opportunity and do what the hell I want. And I was owning it every single day. Not every single because like, uh, you'd finish a chapter in a week, be like, oh, hell yeah, I got it done. You get a little lackadaisical, but you got to get back in that shit. You got to go hard. Never let up because that is, I realized it's complacency and it's your own mentality wanting to reward you. Oh, you did good. You wrote a chapter. You wrote 10 chapters. You got 15. Oh, real cool. Take, take some time off, dude. You earned it. I. It was tough. It was tough. There's like every day I wasn't like, like doing cartwheels into the lunchbox to start writing and like kind of apprehensive. Like, oh, I mean, I could sleep in or I could I just do this later and it would be tough as hell. But like once you got in there, put on your headset, some noise canceling headphones and get going, put on some good, I got some funky ass music on Pandora, some good uh, uh, 80s retro music, some new age 80s retro music. This is a very cyberpunk book, by the by. It's, it's sci-fi, it's nerdy. It's delightful, kind of like the uh, STS-9 Android chick back here. There's robots, there's World War III, there's a whole lot of fun, let me tell you. But Oh god, what the hell was I talking about? Before every writing session in the afternoon, I'd put on my headphones, and maybe, like I said, pop, 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 and I'd listen to Jumpman by Drake, and I'd just, just get in the zone like I was coming out from a basketball game, a little some warm-ups, just get and go. Look at this armpit sweat, by the way. Big time, you know I'm excited. Uh, and just get juiced, get ready to roll. And I was happy, like it was fun. Coming in writing the afternoon, yeah, it's a good excuse to come out and smoke, but you're just going out and you're just letting your creative flag fly. I was raising that flag. I was waving it every goddamn day. And uh, what a great excuse to ditch people or ditch plans, whatever. I'm writing, uh, come out and do this and that. I'm writing, holy shit. And I would say set a date set a tentative timetable because the first one winging it not knowing where the story is gonna go fuck that that's not gonna work you gotta pre-plan a little bit and read on writing that's another from stephen king just 
talking about his writing style, his his mojo, how he got into it and all that. I'd recommend it for anybody. Even if you're not a writer, it will inspire you to write. And if for nothing else, it's a great story about a tremendous author. Oh, and that, that gave me the juice juice to really get started going. And I got started, I want to say, writing the bones around after St. Patrick's Day. I know that for sure. Sometime in April. Sometime in April. And I told myself, all right, I'll get this done. This will be done Ooh, by my birthday. What a great birthday present to me. Not even close. Wasn't even halfway, maybe a little over halfway done, but I wasn't anywhere close to being done on my birthday. I was like, okay, Thanksgiving. No, that came and gone. Taylor Lim's holding me accountable. I'm like, all right, if I don't get it done by Christmas, I'm just going to off myself. This is nuts. Oh, of course not, but... It was like a do or die, like, fuck, get this done. It's been long enough, like, even in the back of my head, like, I need to get a job. Like, I, I want to get back out there, have some normalcy or some, some income. Like, working with mom, that's great, but it's not going to last forever. There's not always going to be houses to flip. It's like, I need to get this done for me so I can have that emotional clarity that I fucking got it done. I'm holding myself accountable. Like, I needed to do this. I was compelled there's nothing else that mattered to me and if i was still in a relationship at the time i don't think i would have been able to do it uh it, because it was for me it was very like a narcissistic driven just my head was on fire with this 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 drive this desire to finish this book and by christmas let's see it, it was kind of poetic the way it all went down uh, i was just grinding day in day out in the morning just uh I put my snuggie on, put a heater on over, like under my feet. I was cozy, drinking coffee, writing. And even like later in the night, I, it was December 23rd. And I'm writing, my pops is, you know, he's got a wood shop connected the next door to the, the lunchbox, sharing electricity. And at some point, the power just like surged. And my neon light that I was using forever, that went out. The heater that I was using, that went out. I'm like, I'm a couple of chapters away, but this ain't done. And what an inconvenience, like the power in the launch, like there's nothing. I didn't even have light. And it was about nine, nine at night. I'm freezing my ass off kind of high. And it was just such a bummer. The only light that I had was the glow from, from my, my laptop. And I was thinking like, this is such an inconvenience this sucks this is absolutely a point where i could just say hey i tried but these inconveniences mounted up they stacked on top of each other's shoulders and i had to succumb to their might like oh whoa i'm cold it's dark the the power went out and then the power of my little portable lamp went out too my little yeah lamp everything was that could have gone wrong was going wrong it's like it. I did not grind this fucking hard to give up now. So I kept on writing till like 11:30 after that, and I like, I knew that was the moment. This is getting fucking done. It was Christmas Eve the next day. Woke up early, gave myself plenty of time, sober as a bird, sip drinking my coffee, and through all those inconveniences, like the power's still out, but I put on my slippers, wrapped myself up in a blanket, had my coffee. And around like in early, early afternoon, I would say around 11, late morning, one might say, 
uh, I got it done. I wrote the last of it, and I didn't know how I was going to react. I always thought that I was just going to start bawling, crying immediately, but I was just kind of like, okay, I put down the last period. I saved it, and I don't know. What is this new norm? This book, the story, it has been with me for the past three years. It's gotten, th uh, gotten me through a breakup. It's gotten me through just horrendous just mental breakdowns or of just just self-defeating thoughts and negativity and inconvenience and i just started like all right how am i supposed to go like this has been part of my life for so long now how am i supposed to not write how am i supposed to write about something else um so i called keith skyler and i think i called taylor Lim first that's when i started crying a little bit I'm like dude i fucking did it and uh, oh god i get a little chucked up here myself let me drink some coffee it was a it was it was big for me and there's so many times where i'd just be i'm definitely kiss my own ass here i'd be writing and then sometimes like i said how hard it would be to put the right sense together with how you're thinking and what you, the the emotion or the the scene that you're trying to to portray Sometimes the words just don't come to you there. And it's very frustrating. It's, it sucks. And there are some times where shit just comes to you and you write it down. I'd just be sitting there listening to my little techno music and then I'd just write something. I'm like, fuck, let's go. Just juice. I'm just yelling and screaming just because I'm just nerding out over just kissing my own ass, geeking out over the story. It was so much fun to write, to just create this own world, like my world. Uh, it's sci-fi because, you know, I'm going to write like stories the non-fiction no ah! obey the rules these are my rules and it was just i don't know maybe a bit of an escape or just it was so unique being able to write this book and it was it was who i am I mean, it is who i am and it was just this driving force in my life got it done by on christmas eve and i told myself all right by christmas it'll be done by new year's Everything's gonna get polished. By polish, I'm gonna go back and get and make sure there's co uh, a cohesive thread that goes from chapter to chapter. Make sure it's all it all works out. And about three quarters of the way through, I had this idea for uh, my version of the Force called Semper. And I was like, Fuck, "Why didn't I know this from the entire from the beginning?" So I went back and tweaked it a little bit. But as a first draft go, as a first draft goes. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> it's not good, but but I got it all done. I was I told myself I'm just gonna regurgitate every word that's in my head. I'll clean it up later. I don't care. And that last week I got it done. Got it done by New Year's. And boy howdy, I got trashed that, that New Year's Eve. That was Oh, it was something. I I told myself if this isn't done by New Year's, I'm not going out. I'm not gonna go and uh I'm, I'm not going to stop until I get this done. Luckily, I did get it done that day. Printed it out for Keith Schuyler and my folks. Big uh, 1.5 space and double-sided. Not bad. And it was just so... Things just fell into place so miraculously that... I don't know. It was like this world. There's some other at work going on here. Because if I didn't finish this massive project... In the time that I did and taking the time, just gotten it done, I wouldn't have 
gone out. I might have met somebody there at the New Year's Eve party at Park Winners. Lordy, it's just... This was just a huge undertaking for me because I proved to myself I could do it. All right, GarageBand decided to just me and stop recording just out of nowhere, but it's okay. I unfucked the situation and I'm going to keep on recording now. Uh, so yeah, as I was saying, um, this was a huge feather in my cap of just like a confidence booster. Like I can do this. And when you're tackling ambition, or sorry, there's tractors outside. When you're doing what, when you're trying to go for it, something like this for me, the book, um, it was, it could have gone one of two ways. It's like you could tell yourself, let's go in, let's do it, let's grind, which I did. Or you can create excuses of why, why not? Like, oh, it's too busy today. Oh, I'm sore. Or I'm not in the mood. If you keep making excuses every day rather than hone your craft, pursue your ambition, you're going to get really good at making those excuses. So good, in fact, you're going to start believing in them. You're going to start believing that you can't do this. You're going to start believing that you'll never obtain whatever it is. For me, it is writing. It is being becoming an author. That is what I want to do. And it, it does take a certain amount of crazy. Like, allow yourself to let that craziness loose, uh, you know, healthily. And just go for it. Just go for it. What's stopping you? You're in quarantine. There's nothing else to do but whatever it is. Find what your it is and go for it. Just uh, I'm rambling now. I'm just scared that this is <laughs> going to stop recording again. But yeah, writing a book was an absolutely incredible journey. Um, wow. And I'm, I'm glad that, that I kicked it off. I'm glad that I started doing it. I'm glad that I, I got a step further with draft number one, um, finding out how to get authors, writing query letters and all that. That is yet to, that is yet to come. But I will cross that bridge happily if and when I, when I get to it, because uh, this book will be done, a couple books, it'll be a series, naturally, uh, and just have fun with it, just with anything, whatever it is, have fun with it too, because if you're not the right mindset or whatever, put yourself in the right mindset, what, can I, what else can I say? You're either going to make excuses or make yourself happy with, with these results. And, uh, goddamn, I've embarked on something that I cannot turn away from any longer. So, I hope with this podcast, I hope with this episode, I hope that I have imparted some juice. A little bit of juice for anybody watching to just wrangle that goddamn ambition of theirs. Go for it, because there's one quote that I have from Maya Angelou that I would like to in this podcast with yesterday uh, you said tomorrow so just do it make your dreams come true just do uh, it and this i, I want to say perfectly describes the driving force behind my like my manic fortitude of getting this book done because it was <laughs> just kind of turned off any and all social life and just had at it and a lot of it is because there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. I had to get it out as a f 
fucking beast and it came out like the alien out of your chest and i hope this alien bursts out of my chest goes inside all your heads and you all just love it and if not you know no big deal it's for me let's do it but without further ado i'm done rambling and uh yeah go out and do something or stay inside i don't know I don't know what to say. I'm not really sure how to tie this one off. For all five of you listeners out there, go make me f***ing proud. Wrangle that ambition. Wrangle that bitch. Strangle it. And uh, have fun. Change your life. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Uh, Bye-bye. You lose. Good day, sir.